Welcome back to episode 85 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast. My name is Mitch and I'm your host and I'm pleased that you're joining me today for part four of our Road to Draft Day series where I'm going through my positional rankings ahead of Draft Day 2022. So obviously, if you haven't already, I would urge you to go back and listen to the other three episodes where I go through the goalkeepers, defenders and midfielders. But today we've got the exciting job of discussing the fan favourite strikers. The strikers have had a bit of a bad rap in recent years in fantasy football, but maybe this is the year they become relevant again for all of our teams. As with all of the other episodes in this series, I won't be divulging the full list, I'll just be skipping down and discussing notable names throughout the list. But if you want to see the full list, then head over to draftsc.co.uk where you'll be able to see all of my rankings, both for the individual positions, but also an overall list depending on your league size, whether that's a two-person league all the way up to a 16-team league where I've ranked all 240 players that you might need to pick from. Even if you're not interested in seeing my rankings, or maybe your draft day has already been and gone, there's still plenty of reasons for you to head over to Draft FC and sign up. During the season, you'll have full access to the global dashboard, which lets you see all the comings and goings from all the draft leagues in the world, so you can see who are the guys you might be missing out on. You'll also be able to see the personal dashboard, which breaks down your team and league like you won't be able to find anywhere else. You'll see stats, graphs and metrics that will give you an unrivaled oversight in what you might need to do to improve. Moving forward, we're also adding a feature where you'll also be able to rank your overall league against all the other leagues in the world. Because the times are changing so fast at the moment, I should point out now, I'm recording this episode on the 24th of July, so all speculation and transfer business is up to date as of then. But let's get into it. So I should say right from the start that ranking 48 strikers for FPL is no easy task. And the reason I do 48 is because if you're in a 16 team league, which I know many of you are, then 48 players will get taken on draft day. Uh, 48 strikers, that is. And given that most teams now mostly play with just one striker and there are only 20 teams in the league, it doesn't take uh, an expert mathematician to work out that they'll soon become very scarce. This is partly why generally draft managers try and prioritise one or two forwards early on in the draft because the drop-off if you leave them too late is vast. You might not be able to separate much from the middling pack, say strikers from 8th down to the 20th spot. You might be happy with any of those. You might even be happy with, with any ones in the next batch, maybe 20 down to 30. But once you get past that 30 mark, as I said, the step-off really is vast. My advice would be to highlight maybe 30 strikers that you're happy with and make sure that you're getting two of those on draft day. For those in in smaller leagues, obviously the most common league size out there we know from our data is an eight-team league. This problem isn't too much of a headache for you. You'll only be having to rank 24 strikers and from that you will be able to get a decent set of three. Anyway, I'm not going to discuss the top two because there's not much meat to chew on there. But at number three in my striker ranks is Gabriel Jesus. Now, there is a lot of hype about this guy now that he's the main man in a new team. He's always been a backup dancer at Manchester City. Even after Aguero left, he couldn't really get a proper go in the team. And the arrival of Erling Haaland was obviously the final straw. His Premier League numbers boil down to 90 attacking returns from 159 appearances. Not bad at all. 
His best Premier League season so far was in 2019-20 when he scored 14 and assisted 8 and Arsenal will be hoping that by doing everything tactically to help him thrive, he should be pushing for that 20 goal mark this season and to be fair, I don't see any reason why he can't get there. Now at number 6 is Jamie Vardy and if you didn't catch my recent chat with Jack during the guest pod series, I would urge you to go back and listen to those if you haven't already then you won't have heard us discussing Vardy and I admitted there that I have a very soft spot for Vardy who has served me well in numerous draft seasons over the past few years. Every year the same thing happens. You'll be making your draft rankings. You'll probably start by reminding yourself who smashed it last season. And when you get to Vardy, a little voice in your head will say, he can't do it again this year. He's too old. And then every year that Red Bull fueled raver goes and proves you wrong. And uh, you're left uh, kicking yourself when you know you could have had him at a pretty good spot on draft day. Last season was hampered by injuries, and that is, of course, uh, a side effect of increasing age. But even with that, the lowest FBL score he's ever posted was still back in 2014-15 when he got 120 fantasy points, a score which would still have made him a top 10 striker last season. It's fine to slide him down your rankings this year, but somebody in your league won't undervalue him, and you'll regret it if it isn't you. In at 10, and another player I've probably got slightly higher than most, is Callum Wilson for Newcastle. Don't doubt for a second that he's the first choice striker in that team. The main issue with Callum Wilson, obviously, is his injury record. Rarely do we get a full season out of him, but when he's there, he's absolutely electric. That was crazy. I've never actually experienced that sort of atmosphere again before. It's absolutely electric. And the form he showed towards the end of last season was up there with the best I've ever seen from him. There was one game in particular, the one against Arsenal, where he looked absolutely electric. It's absolutely electric. He looked lean and he looked just as fit as he's ever been. And if he can bring that into this season, given all the new tools that are being added to that squad, I think he could really thrive and potentially have his best season ever. In at number 13 is Ivan Tony, who was a class out for Brentford last season and 12 goals in your debut Premier League year is a very good effort. He'll no doubt be looking to improve on that this year and I don't see any reason why he can't. One of the safest attacking options you can recruit on draft day and if he ends up as your second striker, you're laughing. At 16 is Tony Martial. He's been slowly creeping up my rankings as rumours of Cristiano Ronaldo leaving ramp up and he's continued to show good form in pre-season. His FPL history has been really inconsistent, but so is his playing time. He still has his name etched in the Elite 200 point crew for his work in the 1920 season, where he scored 17 and assisted 9. With the likes of Bruno Fernandes and Eriksen behind him, uh, Rashford and Sancho on either side, all the tools are there for him to have another big year. Skipping down a bit, at 25 is Brendan Johnson for Nottingham Forest. Another player I'll be keeping a close eye on come draft day. He was their top scorer and provider last season, and he's also their penalty taker. With new strike partner Awaniyi and Lingard also joining the ranks, the new look Forest should still be able to create enough chances for him to continue to succeed in the Premier League. I think Mitrovic is too obvious to ignore from the newly promoted clubs, but I bet good money Johnson won't be too far behind. And if you can get him as a third striker, then you're laughing even harder. Why are you laughing for? What, Chris, why are you laughing for? Why are you laughing for? I'm being serious. I'm being serious. At number 30 is Denis Undav. Um, now, am I Undav Aluing, the new Brighton striker here? He's the spitting image of uh, Neil Mopé, but Brighton will be hoping he finds the back in there a little bit more. Um, though I do have to say I've always been a fan of Mopé and feel the criticism he attracts can be unfair, but then I'm not watching him week in, week out. Anyway, Undav is another recruit from Belgium who has an impressive goal-scoring record at lower European ranks. 
Last season was his first in the National Top League and he scored 25 and assisted 10 in 33 appearances. And if Brighton get even a third of those numbers in the Premier League, they'll be quite pleased with their new investment. At number 33 is Jean-Philippe Mateta, a name I love to say. Um, It would seem he's currently the first choice striker at Palace, but I don't have a lot of clarity on the matter. Eduard and Benteke also got plenty of game time last year and it became difficult to know at times who was clearly favoured at any given moment. I think this lack of clarity is what puts him slightly lower in my ranks, but he could be excellent value if you know something more concrete than I do. I've stuck him um, right next to Eduard, who's down at 34, um, just because from what I saw last year, Eduard was just as capable and actually has a better FPL record to back it up. As I said, towards the end of this list, we really are into the dregs, but at 39 is Gelhart for Leeds. I might have him slightly lower than I should do because he's probably the sort of last likely starter that I've got on the list here. Everyone else from here out is there to make up the numbers. And so if you're in a league of more than 12, it gets very, very downhill from here. Um, So the likes of Gelhart could be a very late person you can grab and actually give yourself three decent striker options. So that's it for this episode. And that concludes my positional rankings ahead of draft day 2022. As I said, if you want access to the full list, just head over to draftfc.co.uk and sign up and you'll be able to get all the good stuff I talked about at the beginning. You'll be able to get my full rankings and you'll also have access to the draft dashboard, which is an average list of all the drafts that are taking place every day in official draft FPL, condensed into one nice, easy to read table. So you can see where on average players are being drafted in real drafts. That doesn't include mock drafts. This isn't speculation. This is where real managers are taking them in real drafts. If there's just one player you're also not sure on, you can also search by an individual player and again, see every single pick and where they're being taken in every draft that's happened, depending on your league size. If you've enjoyed this episode or have been enjoying the podcast, then make sure that you're subscribed on whichever platform you tend to use so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Throughout the season, we'll be dropping one at least once a week to discuss the upcoming game week. And there are usually a few more spread about as well. If you want to get in touch for any reason, the easiest way is to follow us on Twitter at draft underscore FC. Our DMs are always open, doesn't matter what it's for, and we're usually pretty quick to respond. Given how little time we now have before the start of the season, there will probably be just one more podcast before I do my Game Week 1 preview, which should be an interesting one for you all to listen to because that will probably be me dissecting our main league's draft, which is going to take place on the evening of the 26th of July. So that includes uh, myself, also Kieran and Taz, who are also here at Draft FC. Um, As I said, we're going into our sixth year now, a very committed league, hotly contested, and I'll let the dust settle on that draft, maybe get one or two of the other guys in to comment as well, and just take a hard look at how my team stacks up. I'll probably throw it out on Twitter as well before then, so I can get some of your guys' opinions and maybe share some of those on the podcast too. Until then, best of luck for all of your ongoing draft day prep, which I'm sure won't be very far away now. And as always, stay shook. Sure.